get your midweek. Hello and welcome back to our eighth week of Midweek with LFCD. As always, my name is Gray and I am your host. Thanks for tuning in. Today we'll field a couple of remainder Q&A questions from Sunday. We'll hear a cover of a circle classic from Kennedy. We'll go back to the well for another reading from C.S. Lewis. And we will close with a song. Let's jump right into our Q&A. Well, Michael, the, the birds are chirping as we're back here on uh, my back porch to go through the Q&A for another week. Um, short list of questions today, but looking forward to hearing your answers. We'll start with one that asks, how do we love from a place of biblical love and guard our hearts against self-righteousness? Ah, very good. So Holly did a great job on Sunday of sort of defining biblical love as serving. And so the question is, how do we, basically, how do we love in a way that serves while also watching out for self-righteousness? And it makes a lot of sense because as we are sort of to, to summarize Sunday's sermon, as we are bathed in grace, as we are not um, too familiar and thus calloused to the love of God for us as shown through Jesus, and thus as we are changed by the Spirit and begin to love in that way, the love we begin to produce serves other people. And if we're not careful, we, as we serve other people, we will start to think, man, God's pretty lucky to have me on his team. You know, we'll... we'll abandon, forget that this all began at God's grace, and it's always been about God's grace. And so I would say, how do we guard against self-righteousness is that, is to not become callous to or or overly comfortable or overly familiar with how deeply God does love us, how deeply he showed us his grace and mercy in the life, the suffering, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. And to keep ourselves rooted there, that, that you and I are part of a comeback story. And no matter how far we come back, we're still in a comeback story, the a second chance story. And we don't want to lose sight of that. Even as we become more mature in our faith and in how we live that out, we never want to lose the big picture that this is a, this is a comeback story. We're not in this because we're awesome. We're in it because God is awesome. And that doesn't change even when our lives start to change. It's, it's a really great question, and it's a struggle for a lot of Christians as they become more mature in their faith, uh, is to stay mature, which is to stay dependent on God and His grace at every step of the way. That's a good answer. Um, so is there anything else from the Q&A Sunday that you'd like to circle back to in terms of questions? I, I thought Holly did awesome, so she may do the Q&A every week from here, from here on out. There was a really good discussion about the law, about the laws of the Old Testament that I thought I might just elaborate on for a minute. You'll, you'll see in certain theological circles, people will discuss the threefold use of the law. That's the technical term for it. But in other words, what is the law in the Old Testament good for? Uh, if, if Christianity is about the love and the, the grace of God, the truth of God, the, the forgiveness uh, and the satisfied justice of God, what, what good is the law in the Old Testament? And the answer is there's three basic uses for the law. 
the, the big picture is that the law shows us God's heart, what God is like, what God cares about, what God wants for his people. Chiefly, he wants his people to be a peculiar people, but peculiar in the right ways, who live in a different kind of way. And the law shows us some of the moral things that God cares about, the Ten Commandments, but there's, as Holly said, a bunch of other uh, laws as well. So quickly, I'm going to try to do this quickly. The threefold use of the law is first, number one, number one, number <laughs> to restrain evil, uh, to put limits on the evil that people would do. The example there would be an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, which is in the Old Testament law. There's the saying that an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, and I think that's a misunderstanding of what eye for an eye means, which is to say eye for an eye is meant to limit vengeance. If you poke out my eye, the most I can do to you is poke out your eye. I can't burn down your house. And so it's meant to limit vengeance, and I think as we even can draw on examples in our world right now and sort of vigilantism, I think we see the wisdom of God's law limiting uh, evil and putting restraints on how people act. The law can't change our hearts, but it can restrain our actions. The second use of the law is to show us our need for Jesus. And Holly really touched on this one the most, uh, that if the law shows us what God is like, our rebellion against God's law shows us our need that our relationship with God can't be based on us being good enough or us keeping the rules enough. It has to be based on the love of God. And so the law kind of points out our uh, imperfection, what the Bible calls our sin, our rebellion. It points that out in us, and it shows us our need to relate to God in a different way. And that is the, the beauty of the Christian faith, is that God does offer to relate to us in a different way through Jesus. And thus, as Jesus summarized the law, that it's about loving God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving our neighbor as ourselves— that that's what the law is about. It's about coming to love God and other people, which God enables us to do, strengthens us to do uh, through the Holy Spirit. So that's the second use of the law to show us that we need God and that we need Jesus. We need a different way to God than us being good enough. And then the third use of the law is what I will call the training wheels. When you're learning how to ride a bike, and in this case, that's meaning how to love like God loves, how to show grace to other people, how to be a merciful, a truthful uh, person of integrity. We need some training wheels on how to do that or we're going to fall over a lot. And the law is kind of the training wheels. It gets us headed in the right direction as we see what God cares about. Uh, it begins to refine us in the right ways. It's one thing to say, hey, go love people. Well, that's cool. That's a good idea. But if you need some more specifics, the law, remember, shows us God's heart. And so it kind of gives us some training wheels as we learn how to love with the grace and truth of Jesus. So that's a, you're going to pass seminary now that you heard that <laughs> little explanation there. Uh, that was more than I meant to say, and maybe you wanted to hear, but I thought it was a great discussion of the law on Sunday and wanted to, uh, to bore you with that for a few minutes. Well, Michael, thanks for chiming in and, and providing some answers to these good questions. And we will be back next week with some more Q&A. As promised, our song for today is a cover of one of my favorite musicians, John Mark McMillan. Singing this for us is another one of my favorite musicians, Kennedy Manika. Speaking of Kennedy, Kennedy's going to be joining LFCD staff as a year-long resident starting next month. We can't wait. But without any further ado, here's Kennedy. Hey family, it's Kennedy here. I'm going to be singing Future Past by John Mark McMillan. I hope you like it.
hands on the sun and the moon Like horses driven by kings You cover the mountains, the valleys below With the breath of your mighty wings All treasures of wisdom and things to be are hidden inside your head In this fortunate turn of events You ask me to be your friend You ask me to be your friend And you are my first you are my last, you are my future, and my past. And you are my first, you are my last, you are my
Thanks, Kennedy. Loved that. Today's reading is from C.S. Lewis's book, The Four Loves, written in 1960. Like Mere Christianity, this book was based on a series of radio talks Lewis gave years before. It's a great book, and reading this excerpt for us today is Davidson professor and LFCD ministry partner, Dr. Erlen Stevens. Here's Erlen. To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything, and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. The alternative to tragedy, or at least to the risk of tragedy, is damnation. The only place outside of heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all dangers and perturbations of love is hell. Lastly, our scripture reading for today is from Psalm 57. Reading for us is high school senior and future mayor of Davidson, Sam Davidson. Here's Sam. Psalm 57 from the English Standard Version. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge, till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts. The children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations, for your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Amen. As we close, go knowing that despite what we may be facing or will one day face, God is faithful. He is trustworthy. He is with us. Go in peace. Well, folks, that wraps up yet another episode of Midweek with LFCD. I hope you'll join us next week as we'll hear a new recording of a cover by Mr. Landry Taylor. We hope you'll tune in then. 
Schedule Midweek. Yeah, 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 yeah.